just kind of go with yeah. the flow. Oh, yeah, I hey, Jinjin. Jinjin, I want to yeah. make a request. Can you ask Evan why he's a clown? <laughs> <laughs> this is still happening. This, uh, this, this is still going on all these episodes later. Yeah. <laughs> it's only been six episodes, bro. This is seven. Yeah. Oh, wait, dude, you said that like two episodes ago. What? No, this is episode six. Well, that, this is episode uh, seven. Last wait, episode you're, episode you're minusing yeah. episodes yeah. as we talk. No, nah, dude, you're this like is episode four. Episode. Evan, don't even think about it. It's episode four, dude. Yeah, I actually thought, I actually thought we'd done like 20 of them. Yeah. Huh. See, Dad's done <laughs> 20, and we're on episode three, Evan. So don't don't worry about <laughs> it. I'm, I'm, I'm like talking ahead of you guys. Uh, yeah. So let's I'm have, example uh, of gaslighting. Evazi, let's have Ozzy kick us off, and then we'll turn it over to Jen. To yeah, there it goes. There goes woke Ozzy again with his gaslighting myth. There's no such thing as gaslighting. <laughs> Haven't you been to Florida? <laughs> Fuck you, Ozzy. Yeah, everything there is I, electrically actually, lit, I, dude. Jeez. Actually, I have been to Florida. Actually, I have been no, to Florida. No, Jared, they're against gaslighting. No, wait, they're for yeah. gaslighting. No, God they're against it. it. They're <laughs> against it. They only have electric yeah, lights, No, bro. but you're gaslighting us by doing that. Have you ever so, heard of the electric light no, orchestra? They they're from Florida, bro. <laughs> I'm talking about really? how they love gas no, Dad, no, I'm joking. Evan is <laughs> Evan got his shit backwards, so I was trolling him. <laughs> okay, uh, let's. What are we doing? Let's let's Ozzie, do this. Gonna, gonna, Ozzie's Ozzie's gonna do music. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Boomer Dan and Millennial Comrades podcast. First up, we got Evan. That sounds so much better, and you have a beautiful voice, Ozzy. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it, brother. But up next, we got Jared. How are you doing, Jared? Dude, we've been waiting for you two to join, and this is gorgeous. I love it. And Jared's music is still loud. It's still loud, (laughs) but it's good. (laughs) Oh, well. Up next is Jenjin. Hello, everyone. Welcome to our episode. All right, all right. Always a pleasure to say hi to you, Jenjin. All right, up next, we got Boomer Dad. Yes, and it is uh, raining 64 degrees in beautiful downtown Constellation Cebu. At least, but finally, me, your boy Ozzy. All right, let's get this show on the road. What's the topic for today, you guys? What are we talking about today? We're going to turn it over to Jack and ask questions. Yeah. I, I I do have to point out that Ozzy said least, but finally. First. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> I did. I did. I did. Just keep rolling him up and smoking him, Evan. <laughs> I, 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 I'm always af- I'm always dude. afraid of messing that one up, so I never say it. But then I, I finally grew the courage to do it, and then Evan just strikes me down. <laughs> it out, dude. Thanks, Ozzie, Evan. guys, I want to see I want to see a Cheech and Chong remake where Evan and Ozzy play Cheech and Chong. <laughs> So Evan Evan plays Cheech and yes. and Ozzy plays Tommy Chong. Okay. Yes, yeah. No, no, yeah. the other way around, Dad. What the fuck? <laughs> no, no, Dude. it's gotta be completely it's gotta be completely non racial, man. Come on. Yeah. Well yeah, I guess so because uh Ozzy's woke as fuck, but <laughs> I was gonna say that this whole this whole episode is gonna is just gonna be a back and forth between me and Ozzy, and all of you guys are just gonna be in the background. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Ready for this? Okay. And sure. I can, yeah. 
and I can hear the flat tire going down the road. Flap, 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 and flap. Halfway, halfway through the movie, you guys, we swap Evan out for Zhen Zhen. <laughs> so yeah, it's even, even more confusing. <laughs> that would be so fucking funny, dude. Uh, it's just dude. like one scene all of a sudden it like pans from me to Ozzy and, and then, then back, back to Zhen Zhen instead yeah. of me. It's so good. But like... Okay. Dressed in the same exact attire. As yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, and I'm I, and I'm just like, oh yeah, that's that's cool, Evan. Just, <laughs> oh, man. You eat you eat uh, Chong okay. or whatever. Okay. Come All right, on, let's yeah. move on. on. Let's move on. Let's let Jen. Let's let Jen have the limelight. Let's go. All right. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. So, <laughs> one question that I have, I always feel like. Um, so, so like for example, in China, like like most of us are like we we have the same kind of cultural background, like we are of the same race, right, or whatever. So like so and but 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 in a but in the U.S. like and it, there there are so many like immigrants here and also people of different colors and so I feel this it is it, it, it this is two very different kind of different kind of like uh, like like situation yeah cultures so I wonder so what 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 do you think of it or what like as a an American like like how like I'm not sure how 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 does that feel like living in such kind of mixed uh, well, living with uh, yeah like m- my dad and myself and jared probably would all give a similar answer which is that we are born and raised in the whitest state so we would probably have a similar ethnicity oh, yeah. like eth- ethnic under like um culturally similar to you if you think that your country is mostly what do they could say how like homogenous yeah yeah so mm-hmm. it, 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 we are this place that we're from is also very homogenous. It's like ninety nine or ninety eight percent like white people, but with but I don't know, Dad. What were you gonna say? Well, I, I would like to take a, a crack at at Jen's question and how it pertains to to me specifically. Uh, having done a, a lot of genealogical research and having a broader picture. Uh, my my family name Moody O D Y comes from a Viking word mod, which means mind, and uh, it ended up in in Scotland in the Scottish uh, genealogy, and we we became part of a clan, and my clan wasn't big enough to be by itself, so we joined two other clans, the Dunbars and the Stuarts which were the royal stewards and the moody's ended up in in uh the colonies before they were actually maine was actually a colony it was part of massachusetts so i i am and my children are technically immigrants as well to america but we were born and raised in in the u.s and it is a you know a cultural thing that most people perceive america as white people and it it's kind of hard to to deny that it's not that i i'm trying to 
live down the shame of being white, but it is interesting <laughs> because because I have only met in you know in my youth I only met like three black people. I never really had a concept of what it was like for you know from their perspective. So it it was interesting because as I've become more culturally aware, I you know I see that. The U.S. is quite diverse, even though there's a lot of prejudice still going on. People feeling, I don't know if it's uncomfortable around other cultures, but I think mostly the, the discomfort comes from being ignorant, not knowing how they should act or how they should treat somebody. And the reality of it is, is we need to treat everybody the way we want to be treated, like a human being. I don't know if that helps or not. Yeah, yeah, that that, yeah, that helps. And and while you were talking, like, so I think you went through like a history, like of significant changes in people's attitudes toward people of different colors, right? Right. Yeah. I wonder how that. Like so, in the first place, I actually don't quite understand. Like in the in in the U.S., there seems to be the history where there seems to be a, a like a time a time when like it's very legal or it's very it sounds very reasonable like to have people being segregated and treat treat being treated differently. I wonder like like that 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 was like. I don't know, like so. So the, that's that's. I don't know why that could be so such a such a like a mainstream thing at that time, and why everybody accepted as it is. Um and like at that time, but and and how like but 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 nowadays everything gets changed so significantly, and yeah, that's also quite surprising. Like in in, in such in such a short kind of short short short, short term. Term, like things that's changed totally. Dad, uh, Dad, I know this was kind of targeted at you, but I wanted to say a couple things. I mm -hmm. thought it was funny and kind of <laughs> uh, weird when you said like shame for being white or something like that, like white shame or something like that. Yeah, but then, yeah, um, the mode, yeah, white guilt. Um, that's yeah. kind of I, I don't I I think that's a very liberal thing, but also um, when you said Modig or Moody, the origins of the name Moody, you said something about Mod. mind. Mod, yeah. When I looked into it, it seemed like it had more to do with a hill, but I could be um, either misremembering or something like that, but it has a lot of different um translations i guess and different um over time it changes you know because the language evolves uh but then when it comes to the when when uh if i could just quickly mention what my reply to um Jenjin's question there it's the the different well one thing is white supremacy is is a massive thing and white supremacy is still a thing, but the the difference over time when it comes to racial stuff, it has to do in the United States and in Europe and 
things like that. The difference, the tolerance towards different ethnicities has to do with different ethnic groups taking a stand and gaining political power and social power to stand up against white supremacy. But um, I'll let dad respond now because that, that's pretty much all I had to say. Well, there's two lines, actually. There's, there's the, the political line, which, you know, tends to be the, the government and the government tolerating or the government inciting. And uh, in the in Woodrow Wilson's time, I think he was the 22nd president of the United States when he was the professor just before he was the chancellor of Princeton. He turned out a volume of an encyclopedia, basically, of America, and it is the most racist, bigoted, assholish series of books ever published in the United States. And he went on to become the, the chancellor of Princeton, and he went on to become the, the governor of New Jersey and went on to become the president of the United States, even though he was a narrow-minded, bigoted fathead. The other side of the question is, Jen, the difference is, the, or the parallel line is, individuals. You know, just because the government says this or says that or tells us that we need to think this way doesn't mean that individuals can't have personal thoughts and feelings. And I think that's where this transition has come is so many people in the U.S. have turned away from the bigoted, you know, prejudices, you know, of fearing people with different skin color and are turning away from the word race. You know, and uh, it's going. It's still a long ways away before it becomes universal, but our world concept. But it is uh, part of the problem is that people don't know how to treat other people with different cultures, with different ethnicities, and so it it becomes a phobia. It's wrong. You know, it, it's a self-deception and it really needs to stop. And the only way that we can do that is to put ourselves out there and be friendly, you know, and try to make these bridges work. You know, we got to build these bridges, not burn them up. And that's what the fascists want is to keep us separated, keep us afraid of each other, keep us hating each other. And um, I don't know. Does that answer your question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I think so. Th thank you. Yeah, I hope so. Well, um, to enter the uh, the heterogeneous part of like of being in a mixed culture, I I've always felt that it was kind of cool to know that there was others that would do things differently than me, and I I also found that. Some people actually, when they, depending on how they do things, were actually able to do these things in a more practical manner. So I learned um, different methods uh, on doing things, and I'm just like, oh, that's cool. I never really thought about it. I thought about doing it that way. That's actually kind of, you know, kind of smart. I think I'd rather do it that way <laughs> and stuff. I I think that um, the importance isn't necessarily 
realizing that everyone around you is different, but realizing that everyone may have a a different culture behind them, but we are all cannot we can still see each other as fellow um, countrymen, fellow humans, fellow uh, or, or just see the humanity in others, and I think um, that's just something that I learned as being someone who's been exposed to basically diversity my whole life. I um I think I think that would be what I took away from from being in a in a diverse community. Yeah, so there is a follow up question. So, um, so yeah, I think the, the 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 wonderful thing to be in a diverse community is that you can learn different aspects. You can there's a lot of new stuff there, but 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 the, the, the one like. It, it, I think it might also be possible that some, sometimes there will also be more conflicts because people are different in conflict. So, Ozzy, was that you? <laughs> yes, that was him. <laughs> well, I, good... I just want to, I'll take this moment to say that Ozzy's the only one really that's been in much of a diverse. Well, like, I lived in that's Florida, I, that's and that I, was a very diverse oh, yeah. place to live in. Well, you were you, you spent some time in Florida. Yeah, I, you can talk about that if you want to. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> Ahem. 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 What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jared's uh, diversity in Florida was Republicans everywhere. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just, it's just. I have to do it every time you say you say the 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 state that shall not be named. <laughs> So when I lived in Minnesota, when I lived down, when I lived down south, <laughs> when I lived down south, um, there, uh, there was quite a bit of diversity compared to up here in Maine. There's a lot less ethnic, ethnic diversity. Um, but it, honestly, it's not really that different from living any, like you hear a lot more racism, but that's really, that's it really. And that's like that sucks. Wait, Jared, do you do you what? think that like the increased the increased diversity makes the white people like more openly racist? Is no, that what you're, is no. That... no, no. I'm saying that the racists are more openly racist in the South. That's what I'm saying. Right, right. That yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant by white people. I was just say instead of saying racist people, I said white people. <laughs> <laughs> well. I've heard it from both sides, from many sides, not just white people being racist, but it's it in the South. Racism is much more abundant here in America than it is up North. Um, And that's messed up and we should try to fix that. But other than that, it's basically the same. People just treat each other as people unless they're treating each other as inhuman. Uh, That's it. Yeah. People are people. And I, I also wanted to say that in China, the reason the reason our country is more diverse is because we've been seen as a bastion of freedom in in society, like in in the human condition. You know, like America has been seen as we're like send us your poor, send us whatever. You know, we'll take them in and we'll help them. Tired, to, hungry, yeah. total masses. We'll to take free, them in yeah. and we'll we'll make them we'll make them better. But pretty soon, China <laughs> is going to be seen as that because they're well, I... really quickly overtaking the U.S. in everything. So. Your children or the children of your children, Jen, will be asked. Will be being well, asked by American kids how it is to how it feels to be much more diverse. That, as a that's something. That's something that I actually wanted to ask 
Jenjen about from the initial thing that you said, Jenjen. Like, yeah, I feel like China is a massive country with so many people, way more people than in the United States. What do you mean that it's homogenous? Isn't it diverse? Aren't there many different ethnicities or is it just that you're part of the dominant ethnicity? And that mm-hmm. it, so you don't see the the minorities as much. Uh, so at, we have 56 ethnicities in total. But I think at least, I'm not sure, but I think at least 95% of people, they are, they are from one ethnicity. So only a small portion of people are minorities. And usually they live uh, in a certain uh, state or province, right? So, so that so that that's what it is. So, but actually, I am from I I, I was I was born in a region where there it's 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 a adja- it's adjacent other minority provinces so so actually i feel i so and also like we i i have i can i can sort of so so my culture like like culture in my hometown can be seen as a bit minority compared with like most of the like like other regions um, and also, like when I went to university, it is in in the north northeast part of China. It's, you see, Harbin. There are all there are also many minorities there. So, um, but 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 even I see minority many minority that's still not many actually. Um, but I think I can feel slightly different about the culture. Like compared with the majority's culture, yeah, and also I think like one difference. I went to Korea, South Korea, for one year, um, and at that so when I was in Korea, like maybe because I cannot speak Korean, but I feel like I'm a foreigner, and I I also feel like when like whoever come to China, like if if he's not Chinese, he he would def he or she would definitely feel he or she is a foreigner. But when I came to the U.S., I, somehow I don't feel I'm a foreigner in Tucson City when I first came here. Yeah, I, I'm assuming. Well, the, I'm just assuming that the only reason why you didn't feel like a foreigner is because of the exposure to American culture and as well as the language, because you've you are like fluent in the English, and you've been exposed to American culture. Uh, in, in a lot of ways so it's it's not you don't so, feel like you're a foreigner yeah that that might be possible and also i th- i feel like it's also about other people how other people see me because like when so 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 in china like we will be kind of kind of excited or surprised when we see a person who look different <laughs> than us so but but i feel like people here in the u.s like take Take it quite naturally, isn't it? Like, what what do you guys think? Like, when you come across a foreigner, I, think I feel like the way, yeah, yeah. If you're a good person, you're just like, yeah, it's just another person. They just look different than me. 
But if you're a bad person, you're like, you're different than me. Go away. <laughs> that's that's what it is. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I was raised I was raised slightly differently. My my dad was very um, very inclusive. We'd we'd bring kids home from school, and he would, you know, theoretically he would adopt everybody, you know, and um, so it was easy. It's easy for me to love somebody. It's easy for me to to welcome someone to my family like all of you guys you know jen and ozzy i i think of you as just as much i love you just as much as if you were my my children and and that's a cultural that's a cultural thing for me um in in maine i think a lot of the the people especially in the central and northern regions it survival depends on how you and your neighbors get along Mm -hmm. the cold winters and things you know, they looked out for each other. Southern Maine's a little bit different because it's more urban. It's, you know, it's more, if, if you could use the term metropolitan in Maine, but, uh, the Southern part of, uh, Maine is more like Massachusetts and people are a little more standoffish. And there's a lot, a lot of people that are imports, you know, they come from away and there is, uh, some cultural differences but it it is interesting jen that when you got to the state that you're in i'm not going to name it because i don't want to out you but the uh the fact that you felt welcome that you didn't feel like a stranger or necessarily a foreigner you felt more like you fit in that's a great thing you know to me that that's wonderful i fully i i'm i'm filled with joy that that you felt that way that you do feel that way and I know you feel that way in this conversation because we're all, you know, we're all equal. We're all family. We're all friends. And <laughs> yeah, thanks, Oz. But but it is seriously. I'm I'm really glad that you had that experience on landing in the states. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So that's kind of. So I feel maybe maybe like for like for people in China like we kind of we kind of like foreigner is treated differently I feel like compared with how Americans treat, treat foreigners I feel maybe because Americans see so many foreigners Well Jen Jen, Jen I would jump in and say immediately and what well, one thing I think is funny is that no matter what, mm-hmm. I'm always just saying jump in because it's the podcast. I'm, like, I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in. But the, the thing to say is mm-hmm. like it, in China, I think it's easier to spot someone who is for, because you mentioned the makeup of the eth- ethnicities in China. So he says 95% Han Chinese. So he's trying to be delicate. You know, no, I'm saying in the U.S., if it was 95% Europeans, then it would be easier to spot someone who's not native, uh, like U.S. born, even if they're there's 5% of native U.S. born people that aren't European. But then beyond that, Chinese, like speaking Mandarin or Cantonese or something like that, uh, you know, if you're if you're. I'm I'm sure that most people Europeans that are in China don't speak fluent Mandarin or Cantonese or something like that. 
So it's easier to spot. But at the same time, the, the main thing I wanted to say was that it there are so many like people in the U.S. that do despise foreigners, that do want to get mm-hmm. foreigners out. It's just that they're more of a minority and they're also like shamed even though they they'll like they group together so they want they'll they'll try to like be like oh there's i'm not being a dick i'm this is just america but i'm saying the there are there are so many people that would discriminate against you if they could tell that you're not american but just by looking at you they might not be able to tell that you're not american just because you're from china or something like that they would have to listen to you first or something, and they're not going to do that. So that's what I have to say. Because anyway. Because they're cowards. Yeah, they're <laughs> cowards for sure. I see. There's mm-hmm. an old saying. There's an old, just to jump in here real quick, a bit of comedy. There's an old saying here in Maine, a comic once said, uh, talking to a, a person who had a child born in the state of Maine, they said, we're from Maine. And the guy says, well, just because your cat has kittens in the oven doesn't make them biscuits. That That's a bit of bigotry that, you, you know, you, you, your kid is born in Maine, but he's not a Mainer. That's come on now. Come well, on, I, I love I didn't understand it. And I'm from here. Yeah. <laughs> but I thought I thought you were going to say something like along the lines of like, Oh, you know, I'm a native Mainer. I'm from here. Why we got so many people from out of town? And then the person's like, I can't even understand what the fuck you're saying. I can understand the person from out of town better than I can understand you. That's what I thought you were going to say. But no, no, no. It was kind of a joke, but it didn't go anywhere. So let's move on. (laughs) 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 Oh, shit. Dad, I think that if it's a joke that doesn't land, it's not really a joke, right? (laughs) (laughs) Dude, Jared, chill, bro. He's still still recovering. It it resonates with me, but I understand. Wait, Dad, say it again. Say it again. Say it again. Just Just because... Yeah, just because your cat has kit, uh, kittens in the oven doesn't make them biscuits. That's what? I still, okay, <laughs> let's move on. <laughs> you need to pee. <laughs> wait, I feel, I thought you changed it because, wait, you, cat has bis, cat has kittens? That seems different. Doesn't make the them biscuits. Time. Just because your cat has kittens okay. doesn't All make right. them biscuits. Oh, no, kittens in the, in the oven. In the oven. Yeah, kittens in the oven. Why would you right. put kittens in okay. the oven? That's cruel. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, have to, you have to really you have to really go back go back a ways there, Jer, but think about those cast iron stoves that your grandmother used to sell. Yeah. And you got an old you got an old home that you're living in, a farm and all that so stuff. So you're cooking and, up Cats to survive? No, no. And the cat, the cat realizes that it's going into labor, so it jumps up and you know curls up in the in the oven and has its kittens in the oven. Stove's not okay. on. Don't worry. No animals are being harmed okay. during this joke. Okay. But, but what uh, about the, but the cat has its kittens. The cat has the kittens in the oven. 
but it doesn't make them biscuits. Hold on. Just Dad, because are you okay? So it's so it's 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 ra- it's just racist. It's just a racist thing. Dad, it's no, saying, I it's thought the joke. Can't ha- it's saying you have. Go ahead, Jared. Sorry. That ruined the joke for me because I thought the joke was like when someone's when a woman is pregnant, they have they're they're baking a child, right? Like they're like they have a, they have one in the oven, right? You can go that there. That doesn't sound like a joke. Yeah, like a lady would say, "I got one in the oven." Talking about a baby, they're they're right. brewing up a baby. Got a bun okay, in the yeah. oven. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought you were so saying. That's, that's, great. that's even no, more. That's great to, you, know. you made it one level no, more of weird we can, by we can, saying the cat gives labor on. in the oven. We should but move you, on. No, because the, the whole this I, is going to become the now. entire He's episode. Saying, We're talking. This is dude, the rest of the episode. He's saying that the whole the whole saying was that even though someone from another place has kids here, that doesn't make them from here. Some fucked up shit. Right. Oh hell and, no! <laughs> and that's that was that was the statement, but yeah, it obviously well yeah that's it not obviously you. doesn't hit home. It doesn't hit home right. with millennials for sure. <laughs> well, it just didn't make sense. Your cat jumps into the oven. Turns it on to 450. They're really comfy, cozy, and then they have a bunch of kids. And those kids are in the oven, and the oven is the United States. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Uh, You're you're numbered in a pounded post. Okay, so uh, Jen Jen, after that long distraction, do you have any other other question for any of us? Sure. Yeah. I have a question, maybe for Jared. So for me, Jared. Yeah. So I so like when I when I study history, like it, it seems that uh, all the like many Americans they are actually they were Europeans at one the time, right? So I, I wonder, like, what do, do Americans think about Europe and Europe Europeans? Because like like these two places have a lot of connections. So um. Furious, like what typical? What, what American. do most Americans think of Europe? Uh, honestly, European. They, they think that Euro- Europeans in Europe suck. That's that's <laughs> honestly that's what I, Americans I, think I, about Europe. But that's because Americans have they have American exceptionalism where they believe that they're that they're that they're the best because they're American. That's yeah. I'm I'm, I'm super glad that you asked this question to Jared. But Jared, you should you should go on. Because I understand what you mean by that, but I don't know if other people would really. Like, why do Americans think Europe sucks? Because of American exception. We're taught from a very young age that America is the greatest country in the world and we have the greatest infrastructure. We seceded from the Europe, from Europe, from Europe because they're dumb and stupid and we're the best. <laughs> Literally, that's as wow. simple. That's that's as simple as it is. They don't tell you exactly why. They're like, because of taxation without representation. But we still have that. We still have that here in America. Dude, fucking, it's, Americans think of Europe as just a worse version of America. (laughs) That's what they think of it as. And that, honestly, and it's dumb. That's not the truth. Honestly, Europe is a little, in multiple ways, it is better than America because they have socialized medicine. They have other things that can help. Social. Yeah, they have. They get social democratic parties that actually govern. Yeah, get, like more left wing. There, there are uh, Europeans. If they want to come over here, they're like, sure, yeah, come on over. You're white. That's literally America. We <laughs> suck. America sucks. 
fuck America, dude. Uh, Jen, Jen, can you can you apply to get me a visa? <laughs> no, you have to do it. You I know. I was. That's a joke. No, he oh. needs a sponsor. I need a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's true. true. Yeah, I forgot that part. Yeah, no. That's that's my answer, Jen. Does that help? Yeah, thanks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That that helps. Yeah. Yeah. How about Canada? Canada? It's similar. It's yeah. like honestly the Americans exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. It's just a worse American. Yeah, Canada is just trying to pretend to be like America, like according oh. to the more most Americans. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, it is part of North America. But just America. so, but what well, I no, think it, the United I, States, what I think about uh, Europe and Canada is that they're chill and people should, you know, treat the people from there better than they do. But it's it's just Jared, yeah. But to be clear, if you're asking what Jared, Americans think about it, that's what I was giving. You. Yeah. Yeah. To be clear, Jared is saying this. These things are what like the average person that doesn't really think much about it is but he would say right Jared you would yeah you I would, would disagree say, and, I would yeah. treat any European or Canadian as they were my brother that's that's how I would treat them but you've all seen how I treat my brother and, I call him an asshole and shit so and I, and I would I would just like to take a shot at this just for a brief part of it is that uh, part of the animosity between people in the United States and Europe is there was that period in our history where France was here in the Northeast and they had to uh, go along to get along with, with the native Americans and they had treaties and they treated the native Americans quite well wow. as partners, business partners. Sure. And then the uh, British sorry. came. Dad, dad, they're colonizing still. No, they're colonizers. That's all I got to say. Go on. You can continue. Great, great. Uh, Then the British came along and it was totally different. The treatment of the Native Americans was like they were less than peasants, that they were savages, that they had no no culture, that it was uh, pretty much uh, worthy of slavery. And that's about all. And they used them and, you know, in any kind of business dealings, it was usually, you know, 90% for the British and 10% for the peasants, the Indians. Mm -hmm. The the French uh, got into it over colonialism. They, They both wanted to establish colonies here. And there was a big fight between both of those two European countries and descendants of those soldiers and settlers are still in the U S and Canada and Canada and the U S get along. Most Americans enjoy Canadians and they don't have any issues personally. And the governments pretend that they're allies. They, they kind of have a, you know, a dagger in the back of their pants waiting thinking that any minute now somebody's going to say something or do something. So there is some. I wonder why, I wonder why the the Canadians, I wonder why the Canadians and the Americans get along so well. 
cough white supremacy, cough capitalist, bourgeois, state. All right. Well, if you're talking the politics, the you know the political portions of it, yeah. But I think that you know the Canadian Canadians in general and the Americans in general, we all are from the same cloth, as Evan said. Yeah. We are, you know, we are Anglo. We, we are no, I, I never said we're all Anglo. I never said that. <laughs> well, it's, it's in there. The point is, you know, to, to oh my God. say in general, I don't know what the percentage would be, but the, the feelings from America toward Europe is like, oh, my God, these guys are really having a hard time. And, you know, you'd like so, to do something to help, but there's nothing that you can do because they're independent. They're not Americans. They're not. It's not a it's not American states. Ruled, they get their own they're rules. Ruled, they're ruled by kings. I, I'm going to cha- yeah. I'm going to channel both of their answers and say that the, the, the bifurcation of Europe mm-hmm. and the Americas, the colonized, the empires that colonized the the Western Hemisphere, the Americas, the the European empires that colonized the Western Hemisphere, the Americas, the, the bifurcation has to do with um, monarchy. It has to do with re- bourgeois revolutions that overthrew feudalism and established bourgeois dictatorships um, that went on to claim to be democratic. Uh, even though they explicitly said that they were anti-democratic and that there's no way that that democracy could work and only an aristocracy can rule over these imperial systems. But that's what I have to say. Yeah, and that elitist attitude is still here. So Definitely. This, we, this country, I don't know. I mean, from a lot of the stuff I've... I've I've been hearing, you know, Jen, Jen, it seems like you kind of have this. Um, I mean, you've you've it almost seems like you've from what you said, there's this you've been educated to think that that the U.S. is better or that the U.S. is. Is yeah. more international or more interracial, more democratic, but it's not. It's fucking not, dude. This country is. This country is, is trash. Throw it in the garbage and start over. That's what I have to say. We need a new. We need a new constitution. We need a new constitution. But let's get back to yeah. Jen's observations. The, work, the workers have to take take over, I and think. then yeah. I don't know that song. Yeah. So. Yeah, so one observation, like so, like both Canada and Europe, they have very good socialism systems. I think compared with the U.S., although like social these, democratic, yeah, social democratic, yeah. Although like 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 these three countries are quite close to each other in some way. I mean, not countries. Europe is not a country. Yeah, but yeah. Yes, I mean, I would, I would say none of none of them are countries, really. 
because no. the the way that it's set up, it's not really a democracy. It's not really a country. It's this like federal. It's a federal system that makes it so that it doesn't end up being really that democratic or that much of like a unified country. And mm -hmm. the, the, the social democratic aspects of some of them um, definitely makes them better off than some of the worse uh, mm -hmm. countries, but it's still, it's not even close to, so, like, cause you said socialism. I mean, I don't know because there's branches, you know. We've, yeah, socialism yeah. has branched off in so many ways, and, but it, it's really not socialism because capitalism is in full force, and you know there's people that are going hungry and struggling to pay rent, while the rest, while or while other people are uber wealthy. So it doesn't really seem like socialism to me. But well, you know, the devil's advocate is here. The, the devil's advocate is here. Uh, 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 socialism and communism, uh, millions of people have died uh, from starvation. <laughs> so what's your point? Yeah, like me. Uh, See, I just want to throw something you. out here. <laughs> I want to throw something in the mix that, that occurred to me, you know, a reminder to me that uh, when the United States was formed way back when they created the Constitution, it was called, I think it was Ben Franklin that called it the, the Great Democratic Experiment. And uh, I think that it's gone its course, and it's definitely spiraling like a plane on fire. It's going to crash and burn. We're, we're in, the, in the death throes of American capitalism at this point. Uh, the democracy portion of it is dead. And I really only see... Uh, the fatal crash coming for capitalism. And I don't know how soon. It could be 50 years. It could be 25 years. It could be next year. I don't know. But it it's definitely burning up. The experiment the is it done. Takes, the longer it takes to crash, the, the more destruction and human misery and death will well, happen. Well, it took 200 it's years. A, it but it's also so. you said the dem you said the dem democratic part is dead, but there was never a democratic part. That's what I mean by the the this yeah. bourgeois republic. That's what I mean and by this can, bour bourgeois republic. No, I, I just want to I just want to explain. Semantics. I just want to. No, no, no. It's not semantics. I just want to explain that the whole foundation of this fucking country was to usurp the monarchy and establish aristocratic dictatorship over the working class and the peasants. That was and the whole fucking system. Tried. Yes. Okay. And I, I, okay. I can leave it at that, I guess, because you understand what I'm saying. So Jim, anything yeah. else? Yeah. So I want to f follow up. So, um, yeah, but, but, so, but, but, but like there, there is still, there are, are also very successful social movements, right? Like that, for example, like that, that, like like that change, change the segregation, like laws and so on. Like, like, like what Ron just said, right? So Ron said it's because of the individuals, they changed the whole, this kind of segregation. Wait, I don't want to, I don't want to interrupt you, but dude, it's never, 
a successful political movement is never because of an individual or an individual idea. It's never like Martin Luther King is not or Malcolm X or any of the or Kwame Ture, any of these leaders in the civil rights movement. None of them are responsible for the civil rights movement. The only thing that made them effective was masses of oppressed people rising yeah. up and fighting against white supremacy. I'm sure yeah. you I, I, I mean, that, I just got to say it. I just got to say it. But yeah. Sorry yeah. So, yeah. Like, yes. yeah, I meant individuals. Yeah. So, like, yeah, many individuals like they, they, they made these kind of movements and that changed the society. These kind of bottom bottom up like or bottom top like movements. I think it's it it is it is like democracy, right? Yes. Yeah. So it is it is called here we refer to it as grassroots, meaning, mm -hmm. you know, it starts it starts in the ground and people, you know, grow and it advances to a blossom. And yeah, it, it's because individuals do their part and stand up, step forward, like Evan with this podcast. You know, it started off as an idea, and now it's blossomed. There's five of us. At times, there's been seven of us. And, you know, we've got, what, 45 regular regular people that, that tune in. And eventually, that's going to expand. But, yeah, it's a grassroots. It, it's, it's like you said, there, there is hope. Yeah. Um, yeah, and another thing, like, I am, I feel like I am a bit more, like, positive about the U.S. compared with you guys. <laughs> uh, so, Thank you. So, like, so how I understood, like, so, like, how I understood, like, the, the good, good, good points, like, the good parts about the U.S. is, I feel like, actually, the heterogeneity is a good part. So, because it brings, so, like, it has m many different people with different cultural backgrounds, with different talents that 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 came here. Um, so that that brings a lot of conflict, uh, for sure. But at the same time, like they are, it so it it, it make it makes things go go to extremes. It it make it 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 causes a lot of conflicts. But it 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 also causes it it also. There were also some people who are like some 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 great innovations, say technology innovations, like are still going on in this country. Um, so I think so that's that's the bright side about the U.S. So I think not none. I mean, or the powerful side, like the 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 powerful side is that like it 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 it, it attracts so many talented people. Uh, and these these people they would created a lot of technologies, and also I think one 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 huge power that the U.S. has is that the, the is the military power. The, the war, nobody wants to 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 get trouble with U.S. because of its military power. I, I sorry, Jenjen. Jen, I just wanted to say that I had this conversation with my friend since I I, I, I this guy that I've been friends with since I was really really little. He joined the Marines. Uh, and we had this conversation about who we thought would win in a conflict uh, of war between different nations. And he, it, every single time, 
when mm-hmm. it was the U.S. versus another nation, he said the U.S. would lose because the U.S. <laughs> because the U.S. hasn't. We spend all this money on our military, but it's not actually going to the mil- like it's not actually going to expanding the military or making the military more uh, powerful. It's it's because it's going to like goes to corporations, pay, go corporations to just make more ammo or to refurbish our old stuff or to just pay the pensions of the Marines that have gone to war already. So it, we're not our our military is not actually as good as we pretend it is. Um, honestly, I think that in a war between, say, China and the United States, China would inevitably win because China is on the side of good. Like, they, they have something that they're fighting for, and Americans don't. They're just doing it be- for the paycheck. Pro- progress right. progress versus reaction. Right. I mean, paper tiger, right? right? Mao said paper tiger. There's a lot of I things see. that could be said on, on a lot of the, the issues as far as as far as the world trembling because of the American military might, uh, that really needs to be revisited because I don't think the U S population has the will. No, we we don't, don't. we don't, we don't want to fight anybody. We don't want to pick a fight. We don't want to start a war. We don't want to fight a war for somebody else. We Mm -hmm. don't want to fight. And I don't think China does either. I think that China is no, mostly thinking in a defensive way. But uh, as far as uh, this, you know, the, the supposition that the American military might should be intimidating to anyone is completely the opposite of what it should be. America should never should never stand as a bully or appear as a bully, you know. The idea had always been, and it had been fed to our GIs from World War One, that it was it was us simply trying to bring peace to to an area. But unfortunately, dead, but dead, because dead. of just a minute, just a minute, Go ahead. because Go of ahead. politicians, because of politicians, and because of the military-industrial complex, and because of the plutocrats that are making all of this money, that Jared pointed out, and I think Evan did too, touched on, it's that. These billionaires are becoming even richer, and it is it is in their interest to start wars and to keep this fear going that, oh, my gosh, you know, China's got this and that, and we need this and that, and Russia's got, you know, 8 million nuclear weapons, so we need 10 million, and, you know, all of that is all on a political level, and it's all done out of the hands of the people. And it's unfortunately because, like, you were treated, you said you felt welcome when you came to the States. I feel that most Americans, outside of the few people that are bigots and afraid, I think most people are human and they want to be treated the way they feel that they are entitled to, and that is as a human being. And and I think that if if we could get this idea across to the world, even if we can just get it across to the to the people that are at anti-work, you know, and spread from there, that we could build a lot more bridges and tear down a lot of the fear and hate. And I I, I I'm really glad. I'm relieved that you feel that there is hope for the for America, because I don't see it as a political structure. I don't see it as us versus them. I see it as home, and I think that 
I think that there really is a hope when when people have hope. It, and, you know, we and, need and, to come together. And I, I Go ahead, yeah. So I feel like, yeah, I, I, I agree. So, and also I think, um, in China actually, so I talked to many Chinese, like, uh, Chinese students who study in the U.S. After graduation, there's still many people like they, they don't want to go back to China. They want to stay in the U.S. to work here. And, and also like these, not, 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 not like college, besides college students, um, I think, Many people who, they, like 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 how how to say, low labor, low end job market. They came here to work. Yeah, yeah. they came here. Chinese, like many Chinese, they also want to come here, come here to work in a low end job market, because, because so the the I asked like many like both both like these type they, they, like people who were working different industries or jobs. Their reason they want to stay here is because they think life here is easier compared with in the U in China, meaning they can make money easier compared with when they're in China. Interesting. Because because in China Again, we have so many. Say, yeah. I will say though. I will say though that the, the people. And this is not me telling everybody they need to go away and leave America because they're not Americans. I would just say that the gifts that you that you gain, the things, the knowledge that you've understood when you when you came and got your education, really, I think should go back to China to kind of spread what you got. You know, to share those blessings with I, other Chinese. I I want it, Jendon. You were saying like. That they said that they wanted to stay, and then you were you said which is why, something like that. I, I, I'd like to hear oh, why you think. So, yeah. So I, so oh, I'm I, sorry. I still, so I, I, so like I think, I think that is because the U.S. has compared with China. China has so many people, but the U.S. has a lot less, a lot fewer people, and and also like I think there are. A lot of resources are still concentrated in the U.S. So that's why many yes, people they because want, it was they want stolen. Kevin, to... let her finish. <laughs> I'm just saying it was fucking stolen. The U.S. stole it. That's what I'm saying, bro. But you, but you crush her thought. No, I didn't. I didn't crush her thought. You crushed it by telling me to shut up. <laughs> shut up. That's okay. Yeah. You so... shut up. <laughs> All right, Zed, Zed, go ahead. Yeah, so I wanted to say that. Um, so I think uh, because of these things, actually, like, like if 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 we if Chinese people really want to live a good life, like you know, like they they should go back to China, right? Because all their friends, like relatives, are there, right? Definitely, that's a better, and they can speak their native native language there, compared with in the U.S. But but I feel like because of these resources and the the relatively lower like life pressure, that made people want to stay here in the U.S. So I feel so that's why I, I still I feel like actually the U.S. is not as bad as as you guys like feel. So, okay, Jen Jen yeah. Jen Jen. So 
dude, you you're saying that you think that the U.S. is better than all of us. We're talking mad shit no. about the U.S. And you're saying, wait, That's Dad, hold on. on, hold on, Dad. This is my understanding. You're saying we're all talking shit about the U.S., the bad parts of the U.S., and you you don't see it as much. But then all of us, we, dude, we're playing the Chinese anthem. We've never been. We've never been to the fucking. We've never been to China. We're all saying the things we like about China, and we haven't been there. So if, I think, and then and we ask you questions about China, and you tell us, you know, the downsides. It seems to me like it goes both ways. Like there's, there's, yeah. yeah. I yeah. I think part of why you don't see the negatives as much is like, have you worked here in America, Jen? No. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason because being a laborer here in America, you get to see how terrible it is um and how how mistreated you get. yeah how much you're exploited um but i i i do agree with you that there are a lot of positives here in america the people are very kind the the people are not yeah. the issue it's it is it is the exploitation of the working class capitalists capitalists yeah the the yeah the 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 um the positive positives and negatives of every place but yeah it, definitely the the capitalist class mm-hmm. um no matter where you are they're going to you know dominate they're going to take their to what they can yeah so so in china so like so i i can understand so like uh, many the there are also like these big tech companies right yeah. so like the, the like the Chinese students that I, I I mentioned that that they don't want to go back to China because when they go back to China they, they were they were working these Chinese tech companies compared with the U.S. tech companies and they prefer U.S. tech tech companies because they can make more money and they can have weekends. So yeah, so that that part is true. And for for the low end drug market, so they also like people in so th- again that's also that's also capital cap, like like capitalism industry in China, right? But but actually, like, the especially these days after the pandemic, many people in China, young people, they want to go to these kind of state-owned, uh, state-owned industries or they want to go to, like, like government, to work for the government and so on. So they, they have, like, so that means, so the, there is a part of the job that is, um, that is state owned like you work for the you work for the government or you work for the state so, so, so those portions of job actually now many people they want to go to go there the benefit is that like once you enter that system like if, if you you just, you just need to be super terrible to get laid off otherwise your entire life will, will be good but but the, the although yeah but although you don't make quite a lot of money yeah you're saying everybody wants to work for the government and you said i think you said last time like 50 percent of the of the uh of industry is owned by government the problem is if everybody wants to work for the government and only 50 percent is work is owned by the government we gotta own the government's gotta run all that shit dude yes let the government (laughs) run it all that way everyone gets what they want i'm I'm slightly I'm slightly uh, uh, joking, but yeah. wouldn't it be better? Wouldn't it be better if it was more 
um, set up that way, where the people the the people owned more of the industry and shit. Yeah, yeah. So, so in those in like pre- before the pandemic, when the economy was really good, not that many people they want to go to like uh, many young people they still want like a, a lot of young people still want to go to those ca- the tech com- companies owned by like like tech owned by the the capitalism part of the companies yeah. because they can make more money in in a short time in a short short uh, in short time. But after the pandemic, because 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 of the layoffs and so on, a lot of people want the st- uh, uh, stable stability, so they want to go to, and they want to have a have the stability and also have a more like relaxing life. So yeah, yeah. to me that's a wait, Jinjin. Mm-hmm. Why why did the pandemic cause more people? Uh, in, so the way that I understand China, which is probably like a fully American centric, but but like it seems like the pandemic created more jobs and more industry in in China because everything, all the all the pandemic related stuff, all the personal yeah. protective equipment that came over, it all was made in China. Yeah, but that's all not on the capitalist China. side. That's not on the, the capitalist part of the Chinese. I'm not talking. Economy. Right, I'm not talking about the the capitalist part, and that's probably where my disconnect is. So yes, I'm just asking. I'm just because in the first two years, um, China has very like strong like restricted policy towards the towards like quarantines and so on. So right, everyone every day like they will do several times of that that testing, and whenever okay, yeah. Sorry. I, I, so, so you're saying, like, even though Chinese industry, industrial Chinese production was um, producing more, there was like a local reduction in production, right? Because there was, they were, everyone was in lockdown and stuff to try to keep them from getting sick. Yeah, that's that's one thing. Another thing. So during this process. A lot of those small, like personal business, like small business, they went down because of the because of the quarantines and so on. So, right. yeah. So, so, so many people they cannot find a job in the capitalist capitalist like industry, and so or they lose their jobs. Many people lose their jobs. Right. Or, Many small business went down, so then many people they just don't want to go to state owned. So I just want to say, yeah. uh, so we can all oh, let the, let them Jared, eat cake, sorry. you know. Let them let them have all the jobs they want. Let them they are they are they are they are allowed to have whatever job they want in the government. Let them have it. There you go. That's what I got to J- say, Jared. I, Jared, I was gonna say. So we should all agree with down with Deng Xiaoping. No, no. Oh, I'll fuck. God damn it, Jared. You always shit now. Yeah, Evan, leave. Dude, okay. okay. Guys, uh, we're, Jin getting, Jin. we're getting to an hour and a half. No, no. This is not long enough. Jen Jen, okay. do you have another question? <laughs> I like how you just said K. <laughs> Jen Jen, do you no. have another question? No? I think that, no, I think that's it. Yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. Siding with Jared, this I get it. This has been fun. <laughs>